All right, all right. Uh, welcome to the Bridging the Generations podcast. Again, I'm your host, Malak Arif. Again, Bridging the Generations podcast. We are the movement and leader in underground hip hop and culture. And today's uh, very special guest, man, um, a guy that, you know, it is really on his come up in, 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 the, in the rap game right now, is making a lot of noise, man, with the likes of some of the uh, great underground hip hop artists right now. And I'm talking about Mefix, man. How's it going, brother? It's going good. Yeah. It's I'm glad good. to have you here. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Nah, no doubt. No doubt, man. So look, man, we got uh, got some things to talk about. Hope you got a little time, man. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. I'm, man. A, I'm a man. I'm a man of few words. Okay. Okay. But look, see, and we're going we go to get into all of that. Uh, we're going to get into all of that. But, but. Again, I feel like you're one of those producers, man, that I really feel like is on the rise right now. And your name uh, deserves to be heard right now. So, again, man, um, I appreciate you uh, being here on the Bridging the Generations uh, podcast, brother. Yeah, no problem at all. No doubt, no doubt. So, look, man, you got a very interesting name, man. Like, what is the meaning of that name, Mefix, man? Who gave you that? In all honesty, like it's like it's like a really dumb story, and it's like it's, <laughs> it's, it's like it's not even worth like a lot of people get get like ah oh, no nah, it's a dumb story nah like let me hear it, but uh it's it's not even worth talking about. It's just I combined basically two names, and at the time right. I thought like I thought like oh that's cool like I'll combine these two names, um, and then I didn't even like realize that it sounded like me fucks at the beginning. Like I, I, I was like completely oblivious to it. It took me like a day for it to like sink in. Like it was like, oh shit, that actually sounds like me fucks. Like, but then I, just, I just, I just decided to roll with it. I rolled with it like you know from a professional career standpoint, and I rolled with it as my producer alter ego, I suppose. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's you know that's kind of the origins of it. It's just like a silly, silly what combination of two words, and then what, what are the two words? <laughs> if you don't mind me asking. Nah, I can't. I don't want to do that. And we gonna move along, man. It's all good, man. I appreciate the story, man. Uh, I think it was better than um, it was better than advertised, man. You, you know, I, I wasn't let down. I wasn't let down, man. <laughs> Appreciate look, you. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. So look, man. Um, where exactly are you from, man? Um, tell the people. So I'm from Kansas City. Whoa. Um, yeah, Kansas City. KC, um, baby. And then I moved to Russia um when I was uh just starting high school. Okay. So I moved to Moscow, Russia. Um, it went to all the high school in Moscow, Russia. And then I moved back to the States, came back to Kansas. Uh, then I went to, to, to Detroit for a while, hmm. uh, Washington, D.C. for a while. Um, and, but now that, I'm in. Yup, yup, yup. That's and where I'm then, at. You can see in the background, but come on, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, then I settled in Boston and I've been here for like the last, like, you know, 10, 10 or something years. Okay. So, so when you mean here, what do you, where you mean? Like, uh, so Boston, Boston, uh, Boston okay. proper. 
Yeah. Okay. Now you in the Boston region? Yep. Okay. Shout out to uh, Static Selector, man. Um, you know, ST Knack and all those guys out there, man. Terminology, Rex. Yep, Rex. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, you like you said, man. You said you from uh, originally you from Kansas City, man. So you know you know of a uh, Cond conductor Williams. No. So oddly, I don't know. I, I know of him, but I, I don't. I don't know him personally. Shout out um, to Williams. He's dope. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did the track on the the West Side Gun joint, right? Like the, yep. the latest, latest one. Yeah. Flea and everybody. No doubt, no doubt. He did the um, posse cut. They got a uh, flea lord. He's on that. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's ninety eight sabers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 dope, man. I give it to him, man. He did he did something different with it, and I appreciate yeah, that. No doubt. Shout out to conductor Williams, man. He's one of those. Uh, 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 you know, he's been in the game for a minute, but I think he's really getting his shine right now, man. So look, let's keep it moving, man. How was it? Uh, you know, like growing up in um. In Kansas City, man, like you said, you you left and went to Moscow. Um, but how was it like growing up? How was the hip hop scene? Because we don't know, you know, a lot of us don't really know um, too much about uh, Kansas City unless you're from the area. I know um, uh, you guys, uh, the sound at, at, uh, at one time was very heavily Bay Area influenced with the whole Thiz uh, movement with um, Mac Dre. Um, you know, you have uh, Tech Nine. So, um, how was the how was the uh, how was it growing up out in that area and what was the hip hop scene uh, like back then? Like I wasn't really even into hip hop when I was okay. younger. Uh, cool. My mom used to listen to a lot of soul and funk music, mm. and that's mostly like what what I would listen to when I would roll around with my mom. Um, or, you know, some shit like the Carpenters, like, you know, uh, you know, that's, that's the type of shit she, she likes to jam. Um, that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like, you know, yeah. look, Karen Carpenter had like a beautiful voice, right? Yeah, like, very you know, beautiful. Uh, long to be close to you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that song, man. They had, some, they, had some, they had some other great songs, man, but they, she, she is very, uh, like you said, man, very, very uh, nice tone. Yeah, like just, just jams, straight jams. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but so, anyways, I had like you know the influence there. Uh, but like, I, and when I lived in Kansas, I didn't really listen to rap at all outside of like you know some shit here and there. But I wasn't really focused on hip hop then. Okay. Um, Music wasn't really a focus at all then, really. Okay. Um, I was kind of still finding out and figuring out like who I was, like as a person, like and like what I what I enjoyed. No doubt. And I think at that point in time, like you know, I was too young to like really know what I enjoyed, right? Mm -hmm. So that's all uh, good. I think that's true with a lot of people too, right? right. Like I think you know i think you got to get to a certain age where you're like right. you know i like you know i know exactly the genre of music that i fit into and what i'm gonna yeah. jam and dedicate myself to so no doubt I, I was i was just speaking with um i had an interview with uh nicholas craven i'm pretty sure you familiar with yeah of course and he told me the same thing man you know his introduction to hip-hop 
was was a little bit later. You know, he was he was still a young a young man. You know, I believe um, 11, 12 years old because he's very young. But, you know, same background. You know, he wasn't really in, um, heavily influenced by hip hop as a as a kid. So, you know, it was good to hear um, producers uh, background as far as music. Where you where you do, you do you come from a musical background? Okay. No, no doubt. No, no, no musical background. Um, I started off like I make a lot of synth music, a lot, like, a lot of crazy synthesizer music. Mm. Um, so like most of the stuff I do for fun is all sample free stuff. The okay. stuff I do for hip hop, like I sample when I when I make hip hop beats because right. I feel like, and I'm not trying to say that that you know doing sample free joints is not hip hop right but I, but i feel strongly that crate digging is a part of the hip hop process and part of the hip hop culture i totally agree i totally agree yeah and i feel like there's a there's, there's a certain art form about taking mm. a break and matching it against a sample and having those two things click mm. like you know like I never I heard know. of it that way. I never, I never heard of it. You know, um, you know, I never thought of it like that. And, you know, I, it's uh, like I said, I, I love talking to producers because all of you guys, man, you guys all have different methods in how you see music. You know, to the casual music listener, it might sound like it's sometimes I, I, I feel like it might be hard for the casual music listener to distinguish a say a particular sound from uh, from another particular sound, but when you really break down music and, and things of that nature, like what you're just speaking of, you can really tell the difference and go into the, the intricacies of, of production. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. not to, not to be long winded on that, but I, I, it's, it's very interesting to see a lot of you guys background because you can hear how it's incorporated, um, you know, in the music, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think you're spot on. No doubt. No doubt. So, so look, what was, like you said, you, um you wasn't, you you were not um into hip hop uh that was not your uh introduction into uh into music uh coming up uh, so what were some of your earliest um influences in hip hop oh gosh um early influences in hip hop would be groups like gangstar mm. um big l no doubt um Mob Deep was like another like huge group for me. Like, in, what, what era are we talking about? We talking about murder music? We talking about Hell on Earth? What are we talking? We're talking about? the infamous Mob Deep. Like, mm. you know, we're talking like you know, just rising. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, temperatures rising is like actually one of my favorite tracks of all Love time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous song. Yeah, man. I can uh, <laughs> shout out to Queens, man. Queen Queens, man. They they, you know, I got I got a lot of love for, for Queens, man, as far as uh music and, and production and artists, man. Yeah, and we gonna get into that. We gonna get all we gonna get all into that uh, a little bit later, man. So um so so what um like I said, you you, you just mentioned some of the um earlier um uh, acts that you that you were uh, uh, influenced by fans of. What were some of the uh, producers? Would you say? Oh uh, man, DJ Star. Premier. Yeah, DJ Premier. Um, 
DJ Premier was a huge influence. Um, Havoc was a huge influence. Mm. Um, Very underrated, Havoc. Man, as producer, like... Very underrated. I like Mad Lib. Like, I like... I like all spectrums of producers. Like, I like... any. You can just tell. You can just tell a good beat. Like, you know... You know what I mean? Like, I just... I'm in a, a certain wavelength in, mm-hmm. in, in the in the in the light that is hip hop, right? Like talk about the, it. Talk about it. Yeah, that wavelength that I'm at is right in that sweet spot in the '90s. Like, mm. so yeah, like definitely. anything, yeah, beat wise, anything that hits inside that kind of range, like mm-hmm. I'm a fan of. And like I told right. you, like I make a lot of synthesized music. Mm-hmm. Um, so like. Even when I do that, I keep hip hop in mind, and I and I make sure that I pay tribute and and keep the culture going, even even with my experimental crazy stuff. Okay, okay, yeah, I checked some of your stuff. I went on SoundCloud, man. You know, you you, you I was surprised at some of the 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 uh, the music that I heard on SoundCloud. It it sounds very different. <laughs> what I'm accustomed. Uh, to me fix man you know <laughs> but it was it's cool it's cool it's got i feel it's great to you know diversify your portfolio um, yeah yeah man so that was that was you know that's cool so look um what was how long have you been producing and you know when did you decide to like man i could do this shit man like i should take this shit seriously when when, when did you you know make that conscious decision um so I've been producing since I was 16 and I'm 30, almost 35. Okay. So that's, 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 a, that's a couple, couple years for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and what got me into it, funny story is my, much, my, my friend Trill, um, he runs like a, his own clothing brand called Traumatic. Um, oh, we're going to talk, we talk about that, but, but, but yeah. go ahead. I want to talk about that. Go ahead. He um he was listening to some music and I was like, man, I can make some shit like that in like two minutes. Like, give me two minutes and I can make a cooler beat than that. I can make a hotter beat than that. Okay. And, I, and I'm not gonna lie, like it didn't it didn't take me two minutes, but it took me much longer than two minutes. Like you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe but right. still, I made it in like record time. It was still well it was still it was still done quickly. Um. But uh, I made that beat, and that ended up being the Draco beat that was on. Yeah, I'm sorry, I can throw that in, man. That's I love that song, man. I love that song. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Like that's it turned out to be a good track, man, and and I'm glad that it was on Organized Grind that the Traumatic uh, Trill executive produced, and uh, I think the project turned out great, Uh, but that beat is like you know what got me back into hip-hop like making hip-hop production okay no doubt no doubt yeah man um so so like you you just mentioned traumatic man um that was really my um that was really my introduction to you um you know off that traumatic project um i believe that's 2018 if i'm not mistaken uh-huh. 2018 so um you know what that that your uh, trill because I'm I, I'm not too knowledgeable about uh, uh, trillmatic so I'm so help me with this now. I noticed like I, I I saw this guy I'm seeing Conway the machine is putting all these projects together he's doing projects with 
this person and this person. And he's just releasing a lot of, you know, a lot of quality music. And then just out of nowhere, it's like Trillmatic Presents. So I'm trying to figure out, like, what is that a Conway project or is that a Trillmatic? Because Conway's on every song. Now, you got you have two songs on. I believe you have uh, Draco. What is a PSTD? Yeah. So who is it? Is it a Conway project or is it a tr uh, traumatic project? Like, uh, let's just put it this way: there was like some legal gray areas around that. So, like, I mean, it is whatever you want to call it. Like, right. you can call it a Conway. You can call it a Conway project. You can call it a traumatic presents a Conway project. Right. Uh, you know, you can call it just like a, a compilation album. Like, you know. I think at the time, like, there was just concerns about, like, you know, hey, like, they just got signed to Shady, like, you know, they can't be really putting stuff out, um, you know, right before they signed to Shady. Right. Um, because they got obligations they got to fulfill. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. All speculation. None of it. it, was, it, it man. I, I really feel like it was very... It was very underrated and a lot of people, you know, you, you no disrespect to anybody else um, who did production on that uh, project. But I I, I, I I like the two songs that you produce. Um, those are my two favorites. So I love that project. And the thing about that project is, you know, I, I guess what you're saying is, it, you know, it, it, it ought to be some truth to it, because I feel like that project, the quality of it should have been bigger. But for some reason, I guess basically what you're saying, it, it, a lot of people, to put it like this, to make a long story short, a lot of people don't bring up that project. And I really, I really feel like that is a, that's a great project, you know? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people agree. But you never hear, you never really hear anybody bring that up. Like, you know, that, that year he dropped uh, Black Tape, he dropped uh, Eat What You, um, uh, Eat What You uh, Kill, One and Two and you know, so he did. He had a lot of music, but they, a lot of people don't talk about that project. But anyway, man, shout out to you for uh, that Draco and that PSTD. And I, I, I loved um, Conway shot a video, man. It, it, it was like a throwback to like the 90s. You know, he had the Kevin Durant. Yeah. Movie. You know, yeah. what, were you were you uh, on on the uh, were, were you were you on uh, set when he when he uh, did the video for that? Yeah, that's that's actually filmed right on my block. OK. Yeah, that's my that's that's me. Fucks this hood right there. That's where I'm, that's why I posted up in Boston, and uh, we shot that right there on the corner uh, where I stay. So okay, um, I stay in the Marsh area, so it's like where it's where like Whitey Bulger used to bury all of his bodies. Oh, you know, yeah. back back in yeah. back in the mob days. Yeah, 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 <sighs> yeah. So, so it's like that's the, that's the <laughs> part of Dorchester I stay in. Like okay. it's. It's it's a nice area. It's, it's it's a nice little area, that's for sure. And it's, Dorchester's beautiful, man. I I love Dorchester. So like you know, it's my spot. You a Patriots fan? Nah, man. Nah, <laughs> uh, <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> I just recently, I just you know what's funny? I just recently got into football, so I wasn't oh, uh, I wasn't a big football fan. But I'll tell you what, like last season. Um, watching patrick mahomes like fucking do his thing yeah he's good yeah well i ain't gonna hold you i'm not gonna hold you on the on, on the the sports trivia anything like that man let's keep it moving so uh, you again you said you first started producing when you were 16 what was your first piece of equipment man and like like how much how much did it cost 
So I produced on Fruity Loops. Yeah, I, knew, I was waiting for that one. <laughs> that was my first piece. <laughs> and it cost nothing. Talk about this is all that shit. <laughs> this, my, this is back in 2002 for me. What, what, what year for you? Um, I'm 39. Let's see. So it would have been 2000, 2002. Okay, around the same time. Okay. Yeah, around the same time. Yeah, you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell tell me anything when I, that, when I first got my hands on that Fruity Loops. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. With it, man. I, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been, uh, you know. Who knows, man? But so, so talk about that, man. I, you know, let's. I don't want to talk about me, man. Let's talk about your, your your experience with your first piece of equipment, man. How did that um, how did that work out for you? You know, coming into you know, production equipment, you know. So I used to I used to make beats just to rap on. That was kind of like the whole reason I started making beats. Oh, you used to rap? Okay. Yeah. So I yeah I used to rap and. Um, that just like was something that was a hobby of mine. And I just like over time realized like, you know, that I was better at making beats than I was rhyming. So it was like, I'll stick to making beats. Like, you know, I get, I got the same feeling of satisfaction finishing a track where doing the whole track, you know, was okay. Splitting from right. Like separating from no doubt um but yeah that's 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 pretty much my experience with fruity loops i had a lot of i had a lot of fun with fruity loops like you know mm -hmm. doing a lot of crazy beats um and i used fruity loops for a long time but then i switched to native instruments okay um and i've been using native instruments for uh you know like the last like decade mm. so okay so that's that's basically what you currently use now to put it make all these all these you know these 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 hits man you know these underground yeah. hits. <laughs> <laughs> nah man so so we talk about production man and you know when i listen to a lot of uh producers nowadays man and and no disrespect to to to, to you know no producer in particular um but i i noticed man I, i'm i'm hearing some guys um I'm hearing a lot of music where and I hear these guys talk about their music. And when I think about it, I can I, I, I personally classify these guys as beat makers and some of them. Some of these guys are producers. So what would you classify yourself as? Um, I would say that because I. because I make beats that are both synthesized sample free. And because I also do sampling, I would say that I would be a producer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so I mean, could you, could you, I can define it and you know, I'm not, I don't, I, I will, I like to hear a producer um, define this, but what would you, def how would you define like the difference between a beat maker and a producer? Mm. I mean, they're the same thing in my book, like, you know, because a lot of people try to get, you know, a lot of people, you know, I hear a lot of, you know, um, you know, being a beat maker, it, it, it comes with, the, you know, a negative connotation. When I talk to a lot of different producers, a lot of guys, you know, they 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 say that, you know, if you're not um, 
if you're not helping this artist sequence the the song and you're you're you know helping the artist if you just you know email a track to a, to an artist you're pretty much a beat maker and a producer is like you know a little bit more so that, that's what that's what i'm hearing you know so word all right like you know uh, i mean that's fine that's fine like i can see where people are coming from with that statement but um for my opinion uh from my side i guess uh i would say that there's not really a big difference like because okay. like if you're doing one-off tracks for for an mc like mm -hmm. who, who gives a fuck, right like you're obviously <laughs> You're just doing it for the money at that point, like you know, or or you're doing it to like get your name out there. You're yeah. doing it for for something, right? Like, right, right. I feel at, you. That, at, at that point, you're not trying to compose, you know, a, a musical masterpiece, and, right? And, and there lies the different. There lies that subtle difference. I feel you know, but uh, exactly. You know, exactly. everybody, everybody, you know, they 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 find that everybody got to find their niche, so. You know, I feel like, you know, maybe you can start off, you know, certain guys can start off as beat makers and then eventually graduate to becoming producers. But, you know, it's all. It, but at the end of the day, man, it, it, it's all what the artists want. The artists might, you know, I don't know. So uh, but look, yeah. so so um, as far as like, you know, getting your um, as far as like uh, production and uh, how do you normally get your music out to artists? Do they contact you or do they? You contact them. How how does that work in twenty uh, in twenty twenty? So I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I don't really fuck with that many people. People hit me up for beats all the time, and I just I don't reply. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm busy. I'm busy trying to build Lord Mob right now as a brand. Yeah. Um, and as like a musical entity, we gonna talk. Uh, about yeah, talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So like I'm trying to build that right now where it's like I'm not I'm not interested in selling beats or or doing anything like that. Now, mm -hmm. if you're if you're good and I come across your shit and right. you're good, I, I'll throw you a beat. Okay. And that's happened. That's happened. That happened just recently, actually. A couple of days ago, I threw someone a beat that I found randomly on YouTube. Okay. And I was like, yo, this this dude's nice. Like I'm going to hit him up like and mm -hmm. I hit him up and, you know, he only has like 200 followers. And it's like it's crazy to me. It's mind blowing because this guy, this guy is, has so much talent. And it's right. like um, he needs a platform. Right. And that's yeah, what Lord that's Mob. It. Yeah, that's what Lord yeah. Mob will be. It will be that platform. You salute, know, salute. salute yeah. man. Salute. How do you how do you feel about that? You know, um, I'm, I'm a. You know, you have a lot of I feel like you have a lot of great um, artists, a lot of great producers, you know, but a lot of times, man, you know, again, I hate saying this, man, but it's, it's a popularity contest. And, um, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, the artists or the producer, they just need that platform. You know, like how do, how do you feel about that as far as um, artists um, and producers getting their exposure that, you know, trying to get that exposure and, and build a, a fan base? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what I think on that one. Uh, <laughs> damn. Nah, no, I would, you know, because I just, it just, like, with, with, with the, I, I personally feel like nowadays, you know, and this is just my opinion, it just, it just seems like 
a lot of times, you know, you you need that cosign. You know, you could be the greatest producer. Like you, 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 you just mentioned a guy got two. I just had this conversation with a friend of mine earlier, and he referred an artist to me that is um that's really dope. He doesn't have the huge following or whatever, but you know, um, a lot of times I just I feel like it takes. Unfortunately, you know, sometimes it just takes somebody just co-signing this guy or co-signing that yeah. guy. And, you know, I, I heard you just mention a guy that only have like 200 followers or whatever. But that isn't your followers. What I'm trying to say in a nutshell, like your followers, that doesn't that's not indicative of who you are as an artist, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just like to to add to that and say or that girl. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Santana Fox. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I heard of Santana Fox. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like I've been jamming her stuff a lot recently yeah. and I've been like super impressed. She's dope. She don't have a huge following, but she's dope. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like people yeah. like that, like like just need they need that platform because right. they're so so dope. Like, you know. Um yeah. Anyways. I, I think a lot of times, like, you know, did you ever you ever thought about this like when you come into this genre, like it's a, it's it's a it's a niche genre. You you have to know that um as much as you love it, as much as you you have a passion for it, um it's a genre that's not mainstream. And at the same time, you know, I this is why I love you guys, man, because you guys know that coming into this genre and you still show fortitude as far as like um uh putting great uh, uh bodies of work together you know and I, I just feel like in this particular genre you gonna have to have tough skin you have to be able yeah. to endure you know not being shiny and glossy and you know that's just what it is you know yeah i'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. you had it, you could have chose another you know if you wanted to do this or whatever you know you you know what i'm saying that again i love what you do and i feel like you you you're doing your thing um but a lot of times, like people, people try to uh, grade you or they try to um, they look at you based on numbers. Everything is numbers, numbers, followers and, you know, yeah. nonsense like that. And I just, you know, I personally don't feel like that's indicative or shows the, um, you know, the true story, the entire story of, of an artist or a producer, you know. No, I completely agree. I completely agree with that. Like you're spot on, like, you know, um, that's that's what's up. Nah, nah, that's what, so look, so look, man. You, I noticed you mentioned um, flea mob, man. Let's let's get into this, man. Uh, I know you're a man, a few words, man, but look, we about to talk, man. So, uh, you know, you've been you've been working with flea, man. So, I don't know how long you've been working with flea, and I'm, I'm about to ask you, but flea lord has came a long way, man, from when he started, man. So, how long have you been following him, and when, how long have you been following him? And how long have you been working with him? Okay. Um, so I met Flea back when Conway was opening up for Freddie Gibbs on his concert, like before, well before like Corona hit. Like, mm -hmm. um, and I was in the, the green room chilling in the back. And um, I was talking to this dude and I was like, yeah, this dude's cool, man. Like, you know, chopping it up, like, you know, smoking, smoking some weed and just like, you know, relaxing, taking in the vibe. Uh, and it turns out that dude that I was chilling with was Flea. 
<laughs> and, I, and I didn't know that. I had heard Rock America thanks to Trill. Like Trill had shown me Rock America. Like shout out to Ito. Shout out to Ito on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Ito for sure. Um, but I didn't know who I was talking to. But when I realized it was Flea, I was like, "Oh shit, man, that's crazy, man!" Like I can't believe I was chopping it up with him like that. Like I thought he was just like there to enjoy the show. Yeah, dude, man. I, I've yeah. met him a couple of times. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he's humble. He's humble as fuck, yeah. man. So I know he's like, like, I seen him at a show, like you know, just like, hey, what's up? And, and he's not like Hollywood. Like he'll he'll dap you off. You know, he'll give you a, a you know a handshake or whatever. He's not like standoffish or whatever. Yeah, dude. That's why he's called the People's Champ, man. I mean, yeah. still he's stealing that from H Town, but like you know. <laughs> There, there's always there's got to be a people's champ everywhere, right? Everywhere, but, yeah, 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 man. Uh, so look, man, let's continue. Um, so again, you 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 said you um you met Flea basically backstage at the uh, at a Freddie Gibbs concert. Um, so how when did you guys decide to um start working together, man, and and, and dropping this this phenomenal uh project, man? Um, Pray for the Dead, uh, Part One, man. When did when did you guys decide? You know what? I think it would be kind of cool if we worked together. Yeah, like, I mean, it was literally the next day. Like, um, Conway and Flea stopped by the studio uh, that I have in Dorchester. Uh, and we were flipping through some beats and, you know, recording some tracks. Mm -hmm. And I just turned to Flea and I was like, hey, man, like, are you? what do you think about, like, doing a project together? Are you interested? Right. And that's pretty much what kicked it off. And he was like, yeah, like, let's do it. Like, I'm down. But Flea's super picky. Like, Flea's, <laughs> Flea's talk really that. Talk about that. I just wanted I wanted to ask you, like, how's your how's your how's the working relationship? How how is it working with um uh, uh Flea Lord? Because it seems like um, you know, you guys got two projects, and we go get it all, we go get it all into that, but um, you know, it's it's very it's, it's Whenever I see a producer work with an artist, I, I feel like it, it has to be some type of chemistry. If you guys want to produce an entire body of work together, like you guys just did, like you guys got to have some type, you got to have pretty good chemistry. So how, how was it working with the Fleet Lord? Excellent, man. It was great. Um, it was, so basically the way it started off and the way that it kicked off was, I'd only been making hip hop beats for like, you know, a little while when I talked to Flea. Um, and I told you like I did like Draco and I did PTSD for 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 tr the traumatic Conway project. Right. Um, but I've been making beats and I've been stacking beats up and stashing beats away just because like, you know, I wasn't fucking with anybody. So like there was no need for me to like, you know, send beat packs out. So when Flea wanted to do Pray for the Evil, um, you know, we, I, I gave him a ton of beats. I must've went through like a hundred beats and he was like, no to like every single one of them. So I was like, all right, fuck this. I'm going to start. I'm just going to start making them. You I'm just going to make them. You said yeah, he's, picky. <laughs> he's, he's picky. He's picky. He's real picky. We went through, we went through a lot of beats that were like pre-made beats. That's why like, I'm not a big fan of like pre-made beat packs. Like I feel like you, as a producer, you have to make the beat um, to match the voice mm. um, on the track, because the voice is just another instrument on the on on the track, right? Like you gotta 
spoken like a producer. Yeah, man, you got you got to <laughs> produce. You got to produce with that in mind. So oh, no, when no. I when I started making beats, you know, specifically just for Flea, that's when things really started to roll and and basically, you know, take off. Okay, so when you guys was producing uh, "Pray for the Evil" um, part one, because again, the, um, when you guys did "Pray for the Evil" one, that was I believe like a seven song, seven eight song project. Now, did, did you guys have Pray for the Evil 2? Did y'all record all of that together and just release them separately? How did, how did that, you know, were they all recorded like together? So the reason Pray for the Evil 1 was seven tracks is because like I was like struggling to like get beats that like Flea, you know, felt good with. Uh, man, so, I'm hard to believe, man. I'm sorry, man, because he talks about you. He, he, me fucks, let's go, let's go. Like, he, you know what I'm saying? I always hear him calling your name out on, on certain songs, man. Well, I, that's because I learned, that's, I learned the instrument, right? Like, okay. I learned, I learned Fleece voice and I figured out, like, you know, exactly what he would sound good on. Um, and that's kind of like where the magic, like, comes in, right? Like, you know, because, like, I, I spend that extra time to make sure that the beat is basically, you know, prepared and ready for that. Right, right. Um, but no, those were two separate, completely separate projects. Like yeah. we, we were like, all right, let's do pray for the evil. We did pray for the evil. Um, and then I was like, yo, flee, let's do another one. Like, let's let's do let's do a second edition. And yeah. I was like, but I was like, I want it to be crazy, flee. I want I want to be I want there to be some crazy names on there. And flee's yeah, like, all right. I like that steppers, man, with, with, with the machine, man. I love oh, that. Conway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. That's a we, good we, track. We, yeah, that, that, that project is dope, man. I feel like it was, it was, you know, a lot a, more eyes should be on that, man. I, I, I love it. So again, you guys, um, what made you decide, you know what? Let's do a part two. You know, let's do a part two. What what made you decide, you know, like how was to to from what you seen read heard whatever like how was the reception how has the reception like from what i've seen it's been good but what about you yeah the reception for for part one was was really good and the reception for part two was really good like you know there's not been a lot of hate that i've that i've seen like there's been some critiquing of like some stuff that i do but like no hate just like you know just right. like hey like i noticed this guy uses a lot of x and does why and right, uh, right. i'm just like well that's just like well that's part of my that's part of my style it's just yeah. like the way i do it right like and i'll tell you like one thing i do do i only make beats at two tempos um that's 130 <laughs> and 85 mm. and and the reason i do that is so i can always remix tracks that i do like I don't like to if 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 something doesn't sound good, like you know, at 85 beats per minute, then I just yeah. don't usually fuck with it. Like I just like well, I'll grab a different sample. Or I'll switch it up and I'll I'll put the sample at a faster speed and put it at 130 BPM and do it there. But when you do that, it leaves everything open for remixes. So mm. I can take I could take an entire flea album and just drop it right over on any of my beats. Right. And just put out a completely different album. Because those two tempos. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. That's good, man. So, you know, you just mentioned like, um, you know, you hear little, little grumblings every now and then um, about, um, about, about, about a particular sound in your, in your production, which I personally have no problem with, but again, but like you just said, you know, that's what make uh, me fix me fix. So how important do you feel it is for a producer to be, um, you know, for a producer to have a identifiable sound with all the music that's going on, um, particularly mainstream, hell, even underground, you know, how, how important you feel um, it is for a producer to have his own sound? I mean, it depends on what you're actually doing it for, right? Like if, if you're doing, if you're doing production for money, like, then it doesn't matter. But if you're doing production just because you love hip hop and you love the culture, like it's pretty important. Um, trying to distinguish yourself from other beat makers and trying to flip samples in different ways that have never been flipped before, like making a lot of like sample free music, like a lot of that stuff is what distinguishes you know, real producers, you know, from, you know, people that don't last long doing production. No doubt. No, I hear you. I hear you, man. I I feel like it's, it's, it's important. Again, everybody has their, um, you know, everybody, everybody has their own lane as far as, um, how they release music and put out music. But, um, at the end of the day, I feel like the greats want to be mentioned with the greats and they're going to, only way you're going to be mentioned with the greats is for you to stand out. Yeah. That's just my, my opinion, man. And as, that's one of the things that I like about, you know, a lot of your uh, production, albeit, you know, you, you still, um, you know, fairly new to, uh, to, to, to hip hop or whatever. So, um, let me, I'm going to ask you this question. Um, what three, I'm going to say, what, um, three skills, man, do you think that a music producer should have, you know, uh, that's very viable, very important, man. You know, whether it's technical, whether it's as far as, um, you know, personality, whatever, you know. Um, I would say technical skills, like being able to actually like, you know, do a little bit of computer programming and like understanding how computers work and like, mm. you know, basic basic like technology related stuff around computers um two uh would be creativity like you know like if you don't have creativity like you you could you could be the best pianist in the world right Right. but when you start to play your own sheet music and it sounds like shit like you know (laughs) it doesn't it doesn't matter right like um hip-hop is a little bit weird where it's like you can't you can't be professionally trained to play other people's music, right? Mm. Um, and that's what, like, you know, pianists and and I people never thought about it like that, man. I swear, man, you bring in some. I never really thought about it like that, but you're right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe in the future that will be different. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Nah, that's maybe, maybe hip hop will be performed like you know in in, in uh, operas and shit like that. Well, I don't know if you remember, man. Um, you had this female man, um, 
she was a violinist. Me, Ari, Ben, me, me Ari, ben. like she would play all the hip hop songs on the violin. This was maybe back like 10 years ago. Um, she came up under Kanye West. I don't know. I, I don't know what happened to her, but I would have. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure it's other artists like that, you know, like I'm. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, it can be done. It, it can be done because she did a pretty she did a pretty good job. She I, I believe she released a couple of albums. Um, you know, she's like a hip hop violinist. So. Um, I think I always thought that was kind of dope, man. So look, um, uh, let me go back for a second. You know, prior to that, man, you did, um, you know, you did that cocaine paid joint, man, off of uh, Eat What You Kill uh, Part 2, man. And now I think about it, I think really that was my my introduction because I, I believe I heard that and um, Draco, you know, because I was just, I was just Conway the Machine out in 2018. Like, don't everything Conway the Machine like that was my that was really all I was listening to as far as as far as hip hop. Yeah, like, that was uh, I. I mean, he just stayed in the road. I mean, I listened to a lot of music, but he stayed in uh, rotation. So anyway, um, you know, tell me about uh, you meeting Conway, man. How how was how did you meet uh, Conway the Machine, man? And and how did you guys uh, put that track together? Um, so that was basically all done through my friend Trill, who who runs Trollmatic. Um, he had connections with Conway, and he linked us together, um, and executive produced the Organized Grind project. Mm. So he he selected two of my beats to be on the project, and you know it would just so happen to be Conway. I I didn't know Conway. Um, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know his music or anything like that. Wow. Like I, I was just <laughs> like, I was just like, all right, man, like, cool, dude. Like, you like these two beats enough to want to put them on this project, you know, with Conway. So it's like, I appreciate that. Like, you know, his family, like, you know, he's family to me. So, um, I just appreciated it. And ever since then, like, you know, I'd work with Conway here and there. Um, the cocaine paid track was actually supposed to go on the organized grind project, but oh. Conway Conway asked if if he could use it for everybody's food too. Um, oh, so like, and it's just kind of an interesting little story about that. But anyways, that's yeah, that's basically it. So you did you get when, when you know it wasn't just emails or you know phone call. You actually got a chance to chop it up with him in person. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he's been at my studio in, in uh, Dorchester several times. Like, you know this this microphone right here. Like, I don't know if like the camera can even see this, but I can see it. I can see it. This can microphone. It? Yeah, he spit on this microphone. Like, you know, not spit on it, but like I know, know what you mean. Like, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. He, he didn't spit that fire. Yeah, that yeah. 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 So, so what do you think about like, you know, um, the success that those guys are having, man? I know you said you wasn't um, that familiar with them. Um, what, what, how do you feel about uh, the success of, of Griselda? I'm, I'm, I definitely know you're familiar with them guys. Now. Yeah. I, I mean, you family, think, man, you fan, you family now. <laughs> I think they just made a lot of good choices and um you know, I wish nothing but the best for every single artist on the Griselda label, right? Like, you know, so, yeah, that's all I got to really say about that. Like, you know, props to them and thank you for paving the way for, you know, you know, this style of hip hop to come right. back. 
Yeah, man. That's what's up, man. So, I mean, what do you, what do you, you know, um, how do you feel about hip hop in general right now, man? Like, you know, like I tell every episode, man, I say this, every you, people can say, man, you say the same thing every episode, but I'm going to keep on saying it, man, because I wouldn't be having, I would not want, I would not have wanted to start this platform. If not what I'm about to say, I did not feel, feel in my heart. And that is, I feel like there is a renaissance going on right now in underground hip hop. Like we are in, one of the greatest spaces as far as as far as music I've ever witnessed. In my, I'm 39 years old, so I've seen pretty much everything as far as hip hop the last 30 years. And I personally feel we're in the golden era as far as hip hop on the underground. Yeah. So how do you what, 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 what's your take on that? On, you know, I mean, as far as underground hip hop is concerned, we're in a good spot, like. You know, if it was the stock market, we'd all be happy. I think mm. hey, that's what you know? counts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we we'd all be all, we'd all be pleased. Um, but you know, shit changes. Like you know, mainstream hip hop will once again become what we consider underground hip hop now. How, how, how do you figure? Do you not say. Listen, not saying that you're wrong. But what, what makes you feel that way? I, I, I would love that to be true because um, not to be too long. Let me, let me just say this. You know, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine and we were just, you know, you, me and you, I'm, I'm only I'm not that much older than you or whatever. But I'm pretty sure um, a lot of people my age, your age, we can remember there was a time when you did not have to search. You did not have to go to the underground. You did not have to. You know, it was great. Hip hop played on the radio. You You did not hear these conversations about. Oh, so and so, this music is bad. You know, there it was just so such great hip hop coming at you all the time, and it's it, it feels like nowadays you don't get that on the mainstream, and you get that on the underground. So, yeah. you know, a lot of lot of um, hip hop fans, man, I feel like they, um, you know, they 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 don't know. Uh, some of fans like our age, I feel like some of them, they, they forget about that. Like they forget about how great it used to be on the mainstream. Let me just say that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. I agree with that. No, man, a few, true. man, a few words. I told you like, no, nah, nah, it's cool. No, no. Cause I, you know, um, well, shoot, let me, let me jump in a little bit more, man. Which, uh, yeah, you gotta jump in. You gotta jump in. Hey, no, nah, no. Nah. So I, I, I say, I put it like this, you know, I remember I'm old enough to remember where, you know, let's just say I'm OK, I'm 39. The the hip hop generation before me, I don't remember those guys that were like 10 years older than me. I don't remember them saying, man, Biggie's trash. Tupac is garbage, you know, but you hear that a lot nowadays from our generation about the young kids. And I just I just. You know, it just goes to show you that there has been a shift in the music as far as mainstream. It's been a dramatic shift because, again, I don't remember fans of LL Cool J and Cool G Rap. These guys, you know, the generation before me, I don't remember those fans. The fans of LL Cool J and fans of Cool G Rap and fans of uh, Cool Mel D and all those guys, they love Biggie. 
They love Tupac. They love Mob Deep. They love Red Man. They love Wu Tang. And that's a 10 year gap. You ever thought about that? Yeah. And nowadays, like people my age, and like we can't say that. Like, we, you know, when we, a lot of us, as far as mainstream, I'm only talking mainstream. And I noticed like a lot of people my age and, and a little bit older, like we look at mainstream hip hop and we kind of shake our head and we just like, what happened? And I, I listen, I don't want to, I don't want to poo poo on, you know, what the young kids is doing, man. It, it, everybody is, there's a lot of young kids that's doing their thing. Um, but I just, I, I noticed that I, you know, I wanted to do a lot of, you know, you guys as producers and, and artists, man, do you guys notice this, you know, like, cause I, I, I just heard what you said, you know, you, you said that you feel like it's coming back, you know, it's going to do a, I guess, you know, a 180 or 360. So I hope, I hope, I hope you're right, man. You know, I hope you're right because, um, you know, the underground killing shit right now. Let me just say that underground is killing it, killing it, man. I mean, you dropped two damn great projects, man. Just will flee, man. And, and shout out to that another uh, song I wanted to mention, man. That dirty Delgado, man. What what was putting that project together, man? I mean, that song, man. With the, uh, that that beat switch up, man. I like how that shit switch. I would only think my only gripe with it is so fucking fire. I wish it was longer, man. Yeah. So the whole longer thing, I'm putting out an instrumental album. Um. One of the reasons I wanted to use Zoom was so I could actually play you some tracks. Oh, man, you should have. Oh. But I could send you some. Like, I don't know if you have the ability to play them over, like, your speakers. But, like, um, yeah, I sent you, sent yeah, you a track. I can, yeah, I can, I can play them. I can, I, can, I can play some. All right, hold on. While, while we're talking, let me just send you off, like, you know, yeah. uh, a track. Just go ahead. You can go ahead and um uh, uh check my email, but love, I I played that Dirty Delgado probably about two or three times, man. And and you know, like I was saying, man, um, Flea Lord came a long way, man. It seemed like he's really finding his niche. Um, he's he's put out. I mean, he's he's working, man. He he did the um Rock America with Ito. Um, oh. you know, he did the uh, project with uh Pete Rock. You know, Pete Rock's just not doing music with just anybody, so. You know, I when I heard of Flea Law back in 2017, I'm not gonna lie, he didn't really stand out to me. But now I think he's he's a force to be reckoned with. Now, man, he's he's definitely an artist that's has really, um, you know, he put in the work. He put in the work, man, and 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 you know, um, I'm glad he linked up with a, with a producer, man, such as yourself, man, who's really honing his sound and and knows what um, he sounds best on because those yeah. two. Probably those two projects that he released with uh, with you, man, I really feel like th that th it was it was it was tailor made for 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 him. It was it was the, like each one of those beats was like handcrafted basically specifically for Flea, um, and that's how I usually work. That's how I usually make make uh, tracks for artists that I work with. Okay, um, but I just sent you off like two tracks. Let me see what I got. Um, yeah, let's see what that sounds like over the the speakers. We can okay. give people a little exclusive of, of, of some new beats. Um, you, you just sent it to my email. Let me come on, come on, come on. Okay. Let me see what I got. Mm. 
Okay, I see no sample. Okay, let me try to. Yeah, no sample is the one that that's that's pretty dope. Okay, Let's see if I can play it. Can you hear it? Yep. What about now? Because I can hear it clear. Yeah. How's, how's the quality on it? It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. Okay. Can I can I finish playing a little bit more of it? It probably won't come out that well. Um, okay. Now I so, so okay. Um, thank you, man. Pre thank you for sending me some music, man. I got me some music from Mefix, man. <laughs> you know, I got these. I got exclusives, man. So, um, those particular uh those particular tracks is that something that you are planning on using in the future with a particular artist, or is that that's going to be on the instrumental? Or what? Yeah, yeah. All, all the beats that are on the instrumental are going to be used by artists. Um, but like I'm putting them out there so that just like anybody can flow over them if they want to. So okay. like, okay. you know, putting them out there for DJs and putting them out there for just people that want to flow or just listen to the beat. Uh, like you said, like a lot of them were way too short. So it's like I just like, you know, got rid of the vocals and was just right. like, all right, here's the beat. Like, you know, enjoy the beat. Okay. Well, 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 check this out, man. I noticed, man, I noticed you mentioned, you said, you know, you don't work with a lot of artists, man. Is there any artists that you would like to work with um, in the, uh, you know, in the near future? You know, I know, I know you say you, you're building this, uh, this, um, this, this, this flea mob uh, thing with, uh, with flea Lord. Um, but is there any other artists outside of a, uh, um, Flea Lord that you, you, you want to work with? Yeah. I'd like to really work with Santana Fox. Like, I think it would be cool to make a beat for her. Uh, um, who else? Uh, the underachievers. Mm. I, I would like to, to work with them, but like, I don't know. I don't know if I make the same style of music as that. Like they'd have to go back to their earlier stuff for me to be able to like make a beat for them. You mean the Lex, the Lex Luger stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think you will make some real good stuff with those guys, man. Those guys are versatile, man. Versatile. Yeah, they are. I, they I are. can hear it. I can. I can hear it. I can. I can hear it. Yeah. You know? So yeah. that's Flat probably it. Yeah. Okay. So now, um, I know you like I said, you don't work with a lot of um artists, man. So now, what? How about what about um, you know, producers, man? Has has you ever have you ever worked with any producers or, you know, have you ever did? What, how can I put this? Um, any tutelage? Have you ever had any tutelage from any any uh, producers? Okay. No, no. So like, what producer have you worked with then? So, I actually haven't worked with any producers, but I'm about to. I'm about to start working with other producers. So like, part of Lord Mob is Lord Mob Beats, and yeah. that consists Talk of my, that. yeah, Talk that consists of myself. Uh, Big French, um, Ghost Dave, 
God bless and Ford. I know about that. Um, they they work. Ex- he he really he pretty much kind of like you work exclusively with uh, Flea. And um, uh, what was the first one that you said before Dave? Big French. Big French. Yeah. Um, Flea did a he did a I believe he did a project with French produced the whole thing. I believe like last year. Yeah, I don't know. He he definitely mixes and masters like every single thing that French does, or okay. everything that Flea does. French mixes and masters. Okay. Yeah, because he uh, came up with, with God Bless, his first project. That was God Bless produced the, that entire project. Yep. And I think I, you know, and and you know, I'm gonna be honest. I love the, the the beats and the production. I don't feel like at the time Flea, and he admitted it. Like you, you, it's one particular song. I believe it's on the first. Um, uh, uh, the, the first project you guys uh did together, but he mentioned how you know he didn't feel like he was really ready at that time, you know, when he produced that up uh, when he did that project with um, God bless. Yeah, and I have seen the progression, I have seen, I've seen Flea come a long way, man. I mean, anytime you're being featured on projects about with West Side Gun, you know, Conway. Those guys are not just throwing anybody on their on their on their songs, man. They're not just going to throw you on a song because you're their friend. Exactly. So, um, shout out to Flea, man. Um, again, t- uh, um, so you so the it's almost like you you said it's like a production camp, like a, you know, like a camp. Yeah, camp. yeah, yeah. We're just a mob. We're just basically a mob of folks that that. Who's out there with this? Who's out? Who's out there with this? This Flea, yeah, Flea, Flea. Flea comes up with everything for Lord Mob. Like I just back him. <laughs> I just back him up, man. I just say, you know, that's a dope idea because it's I always a dope that, idea. I see you got some of that Flea merch on, man. I like. I got. I got to holler at Flea, man. I got. I got to get some of that. Uh, that merch, man. Um, I, I, you know, he 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 doing it with the merch, man. He 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 really surprised me with the, with that with that one right there, man. So shout out to Flea with that merch, man. Shout out to Flea Mob. That's it. Once one more time, Flea Mob, right? Lord Mob. Lord, I'm sorry. Excuse me, Lord Mob. Because you know, I that um up until I believe um me and you started really talking, I didn't I didn't know anything about Lord Mob. You know, because oh. I don't really see him mentioning mention i guess you know you guys got some things bubbling behind the scenes man but i went to your page and i see you you know i went to your page on instagram man so i'm definitely going to be tapped in um you know god bless is dope uh me fix is dope uh french is dope don't know too much about dave man so I, you know um that's awesome man salute salute to you guys for that so look um man here we we, we had an hour man you talk about you a man a few words man i feel anytime i get an hour interview man it's 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 been a great interview, man. And I yeah, man. You know, so I I, I definitely appreciate uh, this conversation. And I'm not done, man. <laughs> I got a couple of more questions, man. You got some time? Of course, man. Of course. No doubt, no doubt. I'm enjoying this, man. I lo- I love talking music. If you if you haven't noticed, man, I could talk music all day, bro. Yeah. No Me doubt. Too, man. So so look, man. Um. We uh we've been talking about uh Flea, we've been talking about Conway. Um, but you also, man, you released a project with one of the um one of these uh up and coming rappers right now that's making some noise uh uh by the name of uh G4 Jag, man. And um you just produced uh his project entirely produced the progression talk. Yep. You know? And uh, you know, I love that far that far rockaway the Harlem track, man, with him and Flea. 
I, I love that. So I like, um, also like that in your bag. Uh, you know, I fucks with that heavy too, man. Yeah, so how, yeah. How how was it? Uh, you know, linking up with G Four Jag, man, because he he cooking right now, man. He man, I'm gonna tell you what, man. Like it, it was tough. It was tough to work with G Four Jag because the album that he did just prior to that with Doe mm -hmm. Network, right? Or, I forget what it is. Fuck, man. But but, but Dirty Digs. Um, the producer. Hey, he, hold he on. Did. Shout shout out to Dirty Digs. I just interviewed him yesterday. Oh, okay, because he yeah. did a phenomenal job. Like on that. Yeah, shout out to yeah, 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 yeah. So I I was like, damn, dude, he did so good on all these beats. Like I gotta come with something like fire for this. So I was like, all right, G Four is the very white hip hop. Mm. So like I'm gonna make yeah, some. Yeah, I'm gonna make some shit Barry White would rap. Over, right? <laughs> what you know about Barry White, man? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just imagine, like you know, if Barry White no, I, were I, I, suddenly. You know, you know, I'm just, I'm just messing with you. I know you know about some Barry White, man. You're a producer. Sample wise, like right. you know, I know, I know Barry White. Um, right. But um, you know, just like you know, what would he flow over, right? Like, so it's like I don't know. I just started making some jams that were like. You know, little jazzy, soulful, soulful vibes with mm. piano loops and like you know symphonies and like shit like that. No doubt. Um, and that's what I came with for for progression. So like you know, tried to do my thing and hopefully it, it turned out okay. <laughs> I, I like I like that project, man. That's that's my that's the the best project I've, I've heard from g4j you know um oh man you saying that means a lot man i appreciate I, i'm that. not gonna lie man i i wasn't the biggest g4j my introduction to g4j was through flea so i'm you know i'm gonna keep it 100 you know i i like his voice but um you know again man this i feel like um g4j is another one of those artists man that really found his 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 niche working with you man i don't know what it is with you man that's really bringing like the best out of uh, out of these artists not to knock g4j because he, he's he, you know he's dope you know but as far as connecting with me it's that project it's that progression project man and, and you know so um salute to him man um that's a great project my only gripe small gripe again i wish it was longer because it was so fucking dope man <laughs> yeah dude once again it was super short yeah that's only i'll gripe tell you on that yeah, that's my only. How come you guys didn't make it longer? I don't know. I don't know. We were just like, let's just do five tracks and just right. you know fuck around and you know see what the vibe is and okay. put out track. But don't worry, we're working on another project called Regression. So you said regression? Yeah. <laughs> you went from progression to regression. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this one, G four, woo. He talks some shit like he says some shit in this like you know like mm. right off right off the bat he like right. basically says like this is this ain't progression and so like don't don't get it twisted you know he's talking right, right. about <laughs> he's, he's talking, talking about, about selling both boy and girl like yeah. you know selling selling what he's got to sell like you know he's talking right. about all that real shit like yeah i went back to some uh um you know uh older flea lords um stuff and um i'm like wow i kind of overlooked that and you know i, I, I 
You know, Jack is dope, man. He's doper than I thought he was, man. Like, like with me, sometimes, man, you know, I got to hear an artist over a certain production. And, you know, for me to really, you know, for me to um, fully be able to, for that artist to resonate with me. But when I went back, man, you know, again, I'm going to say it again. That progression project, it, to me, is his best, is the best project. But I went back to some of his other stuff with Flea. It's pretty dope, too. You know, it's, it's it kind of, it, 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 it grew on me. So, um, yeah. You know, so so uh, with that being said, man, um, what's the favorite project that you've worked on so far? You know, I know you like you said, man, you haven't been in uh, the game for a long time, man. But I feel like, man, you got a nice little catalog, man, um, you know, starting off, man. What, what What's your you know, what would probably be your favorite project that you, you know, you worked on? Well, the one that I've listened to the most and I'll, I'll just use that as like, I guess the measuring gauge would be Pray for the Evil 2. Like, mm. like I listened, I listened to Pray for the Evil 2, like, you know, for like a couple weeks straight, like, you know, once it was done, cause it was done like well before its release date. Like we had it, we had it done and stashed and ready to go. Um, cause Flea was just fucking like killing it. Like he was just recording. He got in his own. He was in his own on that, man. So when you guys um did that project, because again, um the fans may not know, man, but that pro that project is longer. I believe that project is 13, 14 songs. If 14 I'm songs, yep. Okay. And um, you know, you got Ice Water with Rock Marciano, who's like my favorite rapper right now. Um, you know, you got 38 sp uh, special on that gun line. Ooh. Man, I love that gun line, man. You kill it on that, on that, the, the production on that, man. I really feel like 38 and, um, you know, 38 and Flea, they really found their groove on that, that particular, uh, song right there, man. Did you, yeah. you um, when you guys was, uh, putting that project together, were you able to work with those guys, uh, Rock Marciano or 38? No, nah, I didn't, I didn't have a chance to, to really touch base with them. I knew, which artists were going on which track okay. and i tried to i tried to sculpt the beat a little bit like you know to fit flea but also to fit like you know 38 special ito and uh keisha plum and trey the truth and yeah that was, uh, that, was right that, that threw me for a loop right there seeing trey the truth on a flea lord project i'm i'm like Connecting like how in the hell did Trader Truth know about how the hell he know about Flea Lord, man? Like, man, this it's dude, he, dope though, right? It's it's, like, I know, yeah, yeah. He's tapped in, man. And shout out to uh Keisha Plum, man, on, on you know, with her 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 beautiful poetry, man. Like Flea, that's Flea's breast project, man. Uh that um I'm gonna I'm gonna just come out and say it. That's Flea's breast best project uh to date. Damn, and I, I appreciate I, that, man. I, I think he knows that. I think he knows that. Yeah. Um yeah. No disrespect to the project he just released with uh, Pete Rocker. That was pretty cool. Um, I, my, the, my second favorite Freelo project would probably be um, Rock America, but this oh, one, yeah. this one, this one, um, pray for the pray for the uh, the evil two, and then Rock of America. Those are my top two Freelo projects. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that, man. I really appreciate that a lot. Um, and Rock yeah, America too is just about to about to be dropping here soon. Fully produced by Etho. Mm. Um, so like that shit, that shit's going to be crazy. You heard, you heard a little bit of it. I've heard, yeah, I've heard some of it and it's fucking, oh, it's, it's fire, man. Yeah, shout out to Ito, man. Ito was, 
Ito is Ito right now has that underground Midas touch, man. It's like everything. I was just talking about this with uh, my partner of mine, man. I mean, everything he touches, man, is just fucking oof. His flow and his rhyme structure and like oh, his his like his lyrical content, like it's fucking fire to me, man. Like all of his like animal metaphors, man. Like I really fuck with that shit, man. Like you know. Yeah. You know, I, I can't even think of some dope lines. I'm trying to think of like a pick a dope line, but like, <laughs> nah, you know, you know, don't miss, man. You know, is on fire, man. I say, I feel like starting with that Omerta, um, uh, with V Don, man, he has been batting a thousand. <laughs> he has yeah. been, he, he's been coming to the plate and he's been getting on, on base, man. <laughs> You know he he's been batting a thousand since Omerta, man, and and, and I like the you know stuff pr uh, prior to that, man. But shout out to Edo, man, and, and and shout out to you, you uh, for um you know just blessing um you know Flea, man, with with uh the great uh, uh that canvas, man, for him to paint on, man. I really appreciate that, brother. I appreciate that, man. Thank you, thank you. Nah, nah, you did your thing, man. So look, man, we again, man, it's been a great uh conversation, man. I really. I really appreciate it, man. Um, like I said, um, what do you got? What do you have uh coming up? Um, I know you mentioned, you know, you mentioned a couple of things, man. What would you what are you currently working on now? And and what do you have uh coming out in the near future? So I got a instrumental album dropping uh here pretty soon. Like it's just waiting on the artwork to be finished. Okay. Uh called Ducklings. <laughs> oh, I saw that. I saw that on your IG page. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's the name of the instrumental album is Ducklings. And it's just going to be basically a bunch of beats. Some from Pray for the Evil, some from Pray for the Evil 2, and some of them are brand new beats. No um, so, like, the intention is, you know, to, like, make something that uh some djs can use like you know uh scratch dj djs for like you know loops and stuff like that yeah we ain't so, that, man we didn't even talk about your scratch game man you i like some of those scratches that you put in some of those songs too man oh that's all done by that's all done by the big bro uh dj boogeyman oh okay uh so from switzerland that's all done by him but he's teaching me i'm i'm gonna be his protege so okay what's his name one yeah. more time I'm shout him out what's his name one more time dj boogeyman hey shout out dj boogeyman man you you you, you scratches man on, on 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 a lot of these songs man it's fire man so salute salute uh to to, to him for that man so um anything else man you got you want to talk about man as far as you know upcoming releases man you know just working. just working yeah just working just working you know okay which well again man um i appreciate you for coming on my platform man again um this conversation this this is this is this was worth it you know i i got the right guy man you know i got the right guy man and this is is i learned a lot man and you know i feel like man you you're carving out a nice little uh catalog man for yourself man and keep up the great work man you know appreciate that yeah i i definitely like working on the catalog and trying to grow it so no yeah i'm your host man malaka reef man again it's bridging the generation podcast um me fix man check this guy out man um uh pray for the evil one and two out now on um streaming services 
Um, it's not hard to find. Google it. Um, you know, we got uh, progressions with G4 Jag. Um, you know, we got production with Conway the Machine off Trillmatic or uh, uh, Eat What You Kill. Um, and he got ducklings coming out, man. So, you know, check uh, check me fix out, man. Again, I appreciate you being here, man. And, um, uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing, brother. Appreciate you, man. Peace. No doubt, man. You take care, man.